Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show... That's here today when it probably shouldn't be. Sadly, on Tepper's part. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here in my dungeon, sitting over there in her, like, what's the, like, the tower of the castle? Is that where, like, Rapunzel would be? Yeah. She was way up at the top. In her tower. Call that. <laughs> it's the Duchess of the Dorks, Dashley Pickle. Howdy. Happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing good. Pretty good. good. I'm hungry. Good. But lunch will wait till after the show we can fix that <laughs> yeah send me your address and i'll have two pizzas there in um oh, short I'm order. sure you would <laughs> i'm just saying like now it's even easier you know what i mean yeah. um mm-hmm. so i'm just saying today is tuesday march 31st 2020 can i just stop right there uh, we've had a lot of talk about we've had a lot of talk about trash months right Yes, And we've talked about how January is a trash month. We've talked about how there are these bad months. Uh, those are, generally speaking, those have been context-free. It's just saying every January tends to suck. Yes. Right? That's fair. Let's just all sit here and admit that March 2020 will go down as one of the dumbest months ever. Yes. Yes. Zero stars. Yes. My last two March. Has there have always been, been 31 awful. days in March, or, or is yes. this just, like, one time thing? <laughs> I, saw a, I saw a meme on, like, Facebook or something the other day, and they were like, hey, just in case you lost track, it's March 97th. Like, <laughs> that's how long it feels I'm like telling this month you, has lasted. This month will not end, and it's all been awful. Anyway, oh, tomorrow's 240 days day. until Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh, that's right. We're not going to do anything April Fool's related because nobody needs that stress right now. Um, 240. Why are you smiling? Huh? I didn't say anything. I'm not a jokester. 
240 days until Thanksgiving. <laughs> Episode 932, 932, the number of plate appearances for Kevin Elster in his illustrious Texas Rangers career from 1996 to 1998. On today's program, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty, and we're going to talk about what impact right now COVID-19 will have on Texas high school football in 2020. We're not going to speculate. We're not going to go on to, to, you know, we're not going to, you know, assume the worst. What we're going to do is we're going to say right now, as is, what is it going to be the impact on Texas high school football in the fall when it happens? Because we're staying positive. Uh, And then back half of the program, I had a great talk this morning with the head coach of the Flatonia Bulldogs, Coach Chris Freitag. Flatonia very quietly had their best year since 1988 mm-hmm. last year. Um, and their reward was getting put in maybe the toughest district in the state. Uh, and so we will hear from Coach Freitag. Hopefully Pickle remembered to edit out me counting it in. Um, I did. And I wish I wouldn't have. I think that needs to be a thing from here on out. I think people enjoyed it. It's just me. Because for the, you know, to fully <laughs> right, pull back the curtain three, if you missed two. if you missed it. Yeah, you know, we're recording these things, and so I'm counting it in. I go three, two, and here we are. And you know, and then you know, that's that's a pretty standard thing. And yesterday, somebody forgot to edit it out. Oops! It was yeah, so worth it. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I think I, I I think my laugh was on the on the I think my it mic was, was on too. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, okay. Let's get into this. So, as everyone knows, uh, the world is shut down and everything sucks because of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We are all social distancing, or at least you should be. Um, and we are still kind of waiting to see how bad this is going to get, how long this is going to take, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about what has already been kind of a, a casualty, obviously not in the, the most grave sense, but as far as events getting canceled. Um, the other day, we talked with Brandon Houston, the head coach at Buffalo, who's also on the executive board of State 7-on-7, Seven Seven, uh, and he seemed to indicate that as of now, 7-on-7 Seven Seven is on his schedule, but they're going to follow the recommendations of the UIL. So who knows if 7-on-7 Seven Seven is going to happen. Um, spring football is pretty much done. It's it's a hard, really, especially with uh, the extension of these guidelines through April 30th. Uh, it's really hard to imagine that spring football is going to happen anywhere. And furthermore, I'll go one step further. And maybe this is just because I'm the, the husband of a teacher. I have a hard time believing that any kids in the state of Texas, at least, are going back to school this school year. That's that's where I'm at. I think that's a very personally. fair assumption. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but we are going to, for this conversation, we're going to operate under the assumption that um, let's say that spring there's no spring football. And let's also even go a little bit further, as sad as it is to say, let's just say that there's no seven on seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of this this conversation. What impact, but then let's also say that by the time football season rolls around at the end of August, that we'll be good to go and that we will be, and that football season will go on as planned. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a, an assumption. I freely recognize that, but we're going to work under that assumption for now. 
Right. What impact will it have on the field? Well, first and foremost, I think that it's already hard whenever you have a new coach. Mm-hmm. Any team going to have in 2020 is at a distinct disadvantage right now. Absolutely. Um, it's not just about implementing an offense, and it's not just about you know teaching them defensive schemes or anything like that. What this is about is building a culture. Mm-hmm. And if you have a new coach, it's not impossible to do that via video chat, but I think it's really hard, and I think it's a lot harder as opposed to if you're a coach who's been there for a few years, they know you, they, they trust you, they have bought into what you're selling. I think that that's – I think that teams with a new coach in 2020, I think it's fair to say right now on March 31st, are going to be at a distinct disadvantage heading into 2020. Right. I agree with that. So there's that's one thing. Another thing is I think that you are going to, at least in the first month of the season – I think the games are going to be lower scoring. Mm. What I mean by that is typically offenses are a little slower to gel than defenses. They need a little bit more seasoning. They need a little bit more reps. They need a little bit more time to come together. Every, every team in the state is, has some new pieces in place, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some teams that have, uh, you know, uh, all 11 starters back, but th- they don't have every letterman back. It's ev- There's going to be change for every offense in the state. And as a result, with a truncated timeline to get ready for the season, I think the offenses are going to tend to struggle in the early going mm-hmm. because – there's just not going to be an opportunity for these teams to come together and become better units offensively. So I think that if you're talking about early season, at least in the first couple of weeks, I think I think the score lines are going to be lower. Right. And I think that that's that is going to affect obviously the teams that are coming in with either a new star running back or a new star quarterback because Obviously, with the quarterback, if you're bringing someone in new, if it's a younger kid, that is really, really hard to go through an entire offseason without getting him those reps. And the same thing goes for a program that, you know, might be super, super run heavy, not being able to see what your guys can work with and it kind of being left up in the air that that's not ideal. Yeah. Uh, Furthermore, and one other thing that I was thinking about, it's always good to have a senior heavy team it's always good to have guys who have that kind of experience have that kind of leadership etc i think you take the importance of that and you turn it up even more 2020 i think if you if you're a team that's not to say that that sophomores and juniors can't be leaders but i think when you're talking about a team that is largely led by seniors that has a large number of upperclassmen, I think that is going to be a big advantage because they are going to help to hold things together in the interim before you're able to get out there. And the the more seniors you have, the quicker that transition is going, or that, that process is going to go 
of of getting up to speed. I really believe that. I think that that is something that we're going to see more and more is that senior heavy teams, teams with a lot of experience, not only on the field, but also on the sideline and in the locker room. I think they're going to be in an, at an advantage in 2020. And so kind of to, to sum it all up, if you were to, if you were to categorize a team that I think is going to, um, is not going to be as impacted by this as others, you would say it is a team with a consistency of coaching staff, uh, a team that is a defensive-minded team, and is a team that has a lot of seniors coming back. Right. On the flip thing- side, if you were to characterize a team that I think has or could struggle and could really be hurt by this, I think you would say something along the lines of a team with a new coaching staff, a team that is reliant on a precision, a precise offense, and a team that is maybe reliant on a lot of underclassmen. And one other thing about the senior portion of it is the fact that not only are those the ones that already understand the culture and that kind of stuff, but I think there's a mental aspect that goes into that at this point because these kids are sitting here wondering, am I going to be able to play my senior year of high school football? Because a lot of them aren't going to go on to play college, you know? So it's one of the things they went into this year knowing, okay, I've worked my entire life for this. I've got one more year to go out and give it all I got. And the fact that that could possibly be taken away, if it's not taken away, you can completely under like expect them to go just as up absolutely hard as they can and really make the most of it. It's kind of a yeah. reality check of sense. I think you're right. I think that gives them a little bit of a boost, a little bit of rocket fuel. And, and yeah, so look, it's obviously strange times. It's obviously a thing. A lot of things are up in the air, but if you want to talk about the practical implications of teams of what is going to have an impact on when, when we do start football season, I think that those are three things that I've got an eye, that I've, I'm going to keep an eye on. Um, I don't think that – I think that – I think good teams are good teams and bad teams are bad teams. Mm-hmm. So I'm not here to say that some team that was going to go 0-10 is suddenly going to win the state championship because they've right. got those three aspects up together and vice versa. I'm not here to say that a team that is supposed to be a juggernaut because they are a little bit young or because they have a new staff that they are, they are now like – uh, destined to, to underachieve. I'm not here saying that. What I'm saying is that if you want to talk about things around the margins, what is going to have an impact? I think those are three things to certainly keep an eye on, at least in the early going in the season, the first four or five weeks of the season. Absolutely. There's no doubt. So there you go. There's a little bit of talk about Texas high school football. We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Also Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. If you want the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football, mailed directly to you straight from the printer don't run around to walmart heb brookshire's wherever you go get your magazine instead let us mail it to you early before it hits newsstands early you can do that there if you get if you become an insider at texasfootball.com slash insider please check it out 
earlier today had a great conversation with the head coach of the Flatonia Bulldogs, Chris Freitag. Um, obviously, you're talking about small towns. Uh, we've talked with coaches from big schools, and you know I'm interested in from the smaller schools. This is a, a team that's being promoted from 2A Division II to 2A Division One. Uh, and right into a very tough district. We talk about all those things in their terrific 2019 season. Here's our conversation with Flatonia coach Chris Freitag here on Texas Football Today. We're taking the opportunity to talk with coaches from all across the state because we can, because it's not like they've got a whole lot to do these days. Uh, and, and one of the guys we've been trying to get on for a while is the head coach of the Flatonia Bulldogs, which one by Coach Chris Freitag. Coach, how you doing? Wonderful, Greg. How you doing? Excellent. Uh, you know, first and foremost, the, the, the most important question, uh, how, how are you? How are your family? How, how are things uh, down there for, uh, for, for you guys uh, with this uh, crisis? Well, so far, everybody uh, in my family uh, as well. Uh, I think in the town, you know, we've have, we have a few cases in the county, uh, but don't really, haven't really hurt anybody in the town. Uh, I think everybody's doing a good job of doing what we're supposed to do, social distance, uh, you know, don't touch your face, wash your hands. Um, it's, it's one of those deals. It's, it's just a weird times, but right now uh, we're, everybody's uh, fairly healthy and, and we're thankful for that. Speaking of uh, strange times, you know, you're still trying to run a football program. Uh, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't go away. I'm, I'm interested in, in, in how you've uh, maintained a, a connection with your guys, how you've maintained a connection uh, with, with, with your athletes. Well, you know, I use the remind app, uh, it's the way to communicate for, for me to my athletes. I've sent them numerous workouts, uh, body weight workouts, stuff like that. Uh, man, I'd love to have the weight room open. I know we can't. Uh, it's just part of it. it it's what we're doing. Uh, I saw a lot of kids yesterday. My wife uh, is making me walk because apparently I'm gaining too much weight or something, or I don't really know how it goes, but that's just what I have to do. So I did see a few kids uh, out and about on the streets yesterday, uh, staying away from each other. Uh, but they were throwing football. Uh, you know, I told them, guys, be careful. You know, you, you just never know. Uh, you can go to, you know, pump gas and, and get this stuff. So watch what you touch and, and watch what you share, even if it's a football. Uh, but it was good to see some of the kids yesterday. And, and, and we're thinking of creative ways of, of, of staying in contact with kids. But, you know, we're a small town. Uh, you know, some of our kids uh, don't have a whole lot of money. So some of the technology services that we can offer here are different than other places. Uh, so right now I just try to send positive messages because, you know, nowadays all kids have phones. Uh, tell them to keep working, uh, keep the vision, and, and, and keep going, and we'll get through this and we're going to be stronger. Yeah, because I think it's interesting in talking with coaches that it, it seems like everyone's trying to strike that balance between – uh, obviously, first and foremost is making sure everybody stays healthy, and that we we can we can you know make this as as uh, as as safe for everybody as possible. But at the same time, you know there are football games that, that should be coming around in August, and so uh, do you find yourself trying to strike that balance between you know yes, obviously the most important thing, and also hey, you know let's let's try to work out, let's try to try to continue to get better. That that is a always a balance that you know you have as a coach uh but now it's especially uh, out there it, it, it's it's big i don't want to put too much pressure on our kids right now uh they're getting packets today there's some online learning stuff going academically uh you know we're serving more than 50 percent of our meals that we normally serve in the cafeteria to kids we have 600 and something kids in the entire school and we're serving over 300 a day uh we're helping a lot of the coaching staff's helping with that uh, 
those are the big things. Uh, this other stuff that I send, workout-wise, uh, tweets, uh, all that good stuff that makes kids know that we're still thinking of them. Uh, you know, those are big. But, you know, I want to enforce to our kids that right now be as healthy as we can, be as smart as we can. Uh, you know, if you need something from us, we're here to help. Uh, I'm worried about football because that's my job. And in, in, in August or September, hopefully when all this is over, people will forget this and they're going to be worried about football. And, and, and I can't wait for that. I mean, we, we are all right now, uh, a guy like you and a guy like me, this is unprecedented. I mean, we can't watch baseball. We can't watch golf. We can't, I can't go to, for years, I've been doing this 10 years, uh, for, you know, as athletic director. I've been going to two baseball games a week, a track meet a week, powerlifting, a golf tournament, and now I'm at home every day, and I'm like, what do I do? And, that, you know, that's no offense to my wife, but that's what I love to do. I go love to watch kids compete. So it's different for everybody, but hopefully in August uh, we can get rolling and, and ready to roll, baby. I can't wait. It's uh, it's strange times for everybody. Chris Friedtag of the Platonian Bulldogs joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF today. Uh, all right, let's talk about happier things like your 2019 Bulldogs. Uh, it, it was an unbelievable year for you guys. 11-2, and two, the first double-digit win season there in Platonia since that state championship game run back in 1988. Um, was there a turning point for you? Was there a moment maybe during the season or even in the preseason where you looked at, at things and you go, man, maybe we've got a little something cooking here? I thought we had some big – Early wins, uh, you know, we, we, we beat Schulenberg and, and then we went on to play Weimer. And the Weimer week was the week before district. Um, you know, our, our running back to Corey Willis, who had a wonderful year. He's a wonderful kid. He's going to TLU to play football. Uh, we're really happy for him. Uh, when he didn't play in that Weimer game, and we were in a one-possession game the entire game and, and actually didn't make a few plays that we should have made, after that game, I was very disappointed we lost. But I told our coaching staff, guys, we're going to be a tough out, you know. And, and, and that's really what you want to do is get into that big tournament and, and fight and claw for everything you can. And, and we had an epic third-round game against Bremond, uh, probably one of the better games of the year. And, and, and that, that Weimer game was really the game I said, we got a chance to be pretty darn good. Well, you guys were certainly pretty darn good. I think that that's fair to say. And and now looking forward to uh, uh, to twenty twenty, it seems like you guys are uh, uh, you guys are going to be even even stronger. Looking at what you guys have back, you know, one thing I'm always interested in, in talking with coaches. Uh, you guys run split back veer. This is this is old school football, baby. Um, I, I always like talking with coaches who run offenses like this about how you motivate your guys to run this offense. I think. You see so many – you know, these guys are watching the NFL, they're watching college football, they're throwing the ball all over the field. You guys are three yards in a cloud of dust. You guys are, you guys are old school. How do, you, how do you get your kids to buy in on something? And I think especially a, a scheme that's maybe not predicated on making superstars. And, and, I, and I, that's a great question. Uh, we're split back beer, but we do a lot of other things. We can throw the ball. You know, we went to the state tournament last year, seven on seven. That's important – to us to be able to throw the ball because when people load the box, we can, you know, we're just not one dimensional, dimensional. Uh, so, but how do you, you just tell the kids this is best, you know, we're going to adapt 
around our kids. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, Greg, in about 2012, uh, I thought I was a spread coach. I was under Coach Sign, who does a wonderful job at Johnson City. And, and I got to look in and I said, you know what? Uh, we're not doing very good. And I was, about my second or third year, I probably should have been fired, but they didn't fire me. I'm not sure why. But anyways, uh, I said, you know, I looked, ar- I looked around and I said, what teams are successful? And, and Shiner, of course, in our district, I looked at what they did. East Bernard, uh, you know, the year after the Brock run has started, you got Omaha Paul Pewitt, you got Gunner, you got a Referio this year, ran the ball. You look at teams that have been successful, I would say from big school 3A down, a lot of those teams run the football, you know, and, and consistently run the football. It might be slot T, wing T, split back veer. Uh, they might get in two by one and, and run power, 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 400 different ways. But these teams are running the football and being physical. And I tell our kids, guys, if we can be physical on offense, since both, most of our kids go both ways, it's going to lead over to the defensive side and everything. And I think that's been a great compliment to each other is our offensive mentality has went to our defense mentality and defense has went to our offense and it's been really successful. Uh, you know, if, if we don't have, we're not loaded with talent. Uh, we just have some good hardworking kids that, that we teach what to do and how to execute and they do it to their best ability. And we've been fortunate enough to be successful. How do you think that you, you're now uh, entering, I think, year 10 there in Platonia? Is that correct? 11. 11. It'll be year 11. You just finished your 10th year. Um, it's a long time. How, how have you seen this program change uh, maybe from, from when you first stepped foot there in, in, to, to now? When I first stepped foot, you know, they're coming off some losing seasons. It, it's a change. The mentality was changed. Uh, Overall, the program wasn't very successful in, in all sports. And in, in a small school, I, I believe that winning breeds winning. And so, uh, you know, we were successful in baseball. And we've always been successful in baseball. Uh, I just feel that we got a group of coaches in here that had the same vision in all sports. And it just carried over. They believe in the program we run. They believe in the weight room. And that all – has led year after year after year, and then you get some success in football, and kids start to kids start to enjoy football again. Kids don't like going one and nine, Greg, you know. But when you start going second and third round, those kids are man, this is what it's for, and they realize what you do in August, and and not just August, what you do in May and June and July lead to this great time of your life, which is Thanksgiving football. And now that's kind of become a tradition. We've played on Thanksgiving five straight years. And so our kids expect it. You know, when I first took over, you know, there was kids not doing anything. And now I walk down the street and there's footballs in the air all the time. I can't keep kids off this field over here. Uh, So I I don't know. It's just a – it just evolves. And sometimes you don't have words to explain how it happens. Uh, But I'm really proud and and I'm really proud of this town that – now embraces the game of football and we're going to have our best numbers ever this year and we're going to need them. <laughs> uh, well, you mentioned, you, you led me right into it. Let's talk about realignment. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you guys are moving up. You're moving from division two up to division one. And um, there are teams that had soft landings and then there's teams that had hard landings. And then there's y'all. 
uh, into uh, a district with Shiner, Ganado, Weimer, Schulenberg. Uh, as a whole, the district averaged 9.8 wins per team last year. Uh, this is a brutal district. Any way you slice it, uh, I'm interested kind of in, in your read on the district. And, and when, you, when you saw things roll out like this, what, what was your reaction? First of all, I thought I was a genius and I had it figured out where we were going before this happened. And <laughs> it wasn't quite like this. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, you didn't get, you didn't plan on being put into one of the toughest districts at any level in the state. I knew that we were going to be with Weimer and Schulenberg cause we're all within 10 miles. And I thought Shiner might go South, but anyways, they didn't. We ended up in the district we're in. Uh, my thoughts, we've done it before. In 2015, we did it. We went three rounds. Uh, it was a tough district state then. It's a tough district state now. Uh, the only difference, we had Referio back then. Uh, so, you know, our kids, at one point, I, I would have been worried that, that maybe they were like, oh, here we go. You know, you know we're going to be the – or since we have 170 kids in our high school and everybody else is bigger than us, we're going to get taken to the woodshed. Uh, this group, no. This group is going to compete. Uh, they're going to be battle tested in our non-district. We have Tidehaven, Falls City, Mart, Stockdale. I mean, we're going to have our kids battle tested. Uh, when we get to district, it's going to be so competitive, competitive and physical each week. Uh, you know, but our kids are going to know that they've seen it. Uh, it's, it's the way we play. It's no different. Uh, but you know, they could have probably put us in a dis different district and I'd have been okay with it. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, I got some good friends as coaches in this district and they just shake their head too. Coach McGyver and Weimer, who's done a wonderful job with that program. Uh, you know, we were texting each other that morning. He goes, are you, you know, or actually we we're in the same region center. He said, are you believing this? I said, oh yeah, why not? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I'll tell you that much. You know, no, no matter what, every single week, it's going to be must see, uh, there in district 13 to a, uh, division one. He's Chris Freitag. He's the head coach of the Flatonia and Bulldogs. Uh, follow him on Twitter at, uh, Freitag coach coach really appreciate your time. Uh, congratulations again on a fantastic 2019. Please stay safe. Uh, and we'll be talking to you down the road. Hey, Greg, appreciate what you guys do for us and, and you guys stay safe as well. There he is, Chris Freitag, the head coach of the Flatonia Bulldogs. Talked to him a little bit earlier today. Appreciate his time. Uh, do do not envy him in that district. That is, uh, dude. I'm telling you, gonna, when we talked about the the winners and losers of realignment, man, that was that was the one that we were like, oh, that's gonna be a blood. It's so brutal. I mean, well, the thing is, so they're they're in that brutal district. And that's not even to mention that, by the way, they're also in the same region as Refurio, as Mason. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is a really – it's just a brutal, brutal draw uh, to get the the bump from 2A Division two to 2A Division one. And by the way, uh, they are – yeah, they are the smallest school, second smallest school in Region 4. Oh, wow. Um, head of Brackettville. They have 170 students. Um, well, from our perspective, it's you know, awesome. It's gonna tough, We're but... gonna love watching two A Division one. <laughs> like, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. Is that it's just gonna be a, it's gonna be a bloodbath. Just two, oh, yeah. just each week, teams just taking two by fours to one another. It's gonna be mm -hmm. fun for us. 
Uh, it's going to be, uh, but it's an extremely difficult path, but it, it figures to be a lot of fun. And Flatonia is not scared of anybody, especially after last year. So we appreciate a uh, coach, Chris Freitag for hopping on with us. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Favorite segment. Um, first four through the door was Brent Homan, Meese, Jeremy Meredith, and Rob Hathaway. I got That's about all I got. That's it. There's not much more. No. Um, okay. Step Steps' opinion Fine. on uh, what we were talking about earlier with what COVID could, you know, end up doing with high school football and stuff. And he said that he believes. No, no, no! Stop, stop! 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 Table that for Tep and Step. Okay. I need some content. I need some content for Tep and Step. Well, there you in go. that case, that's all I got. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending <laughs> a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Camels. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Camels. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Chris Frychak of Flatonia for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can meet your Player of the Year trophy. Go to hell, March. Wash your hands. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.